0: Global food shortages, what Biden had to say about it, how bad it could actually be, what food stores and sources and effects that will have globally, and how it's going to affect you and your family. Hi, I'm your host, Ed Gaitens. Join me as we fall back to the keep, hold the center, and guard against the predations of the far right and the radical left. This is Raging Centrist. Well, Biden uh, dropped a comment, and here it is. Take a look. With regard to food shortage, yes, we did talk about food shortages. And and it's going to be real. The, The price of these sanctions is not just imposed upon Russia. It's imposed upon an awful lot of countries as well, including European countries and our country as well. Now, beyond Biden's comments, everyone has been writing about this from Parade.com, CNN.com, EatThis.com, the Wall Street Journal, so on and so forth. At CNN, opinion piece by Dana Peterson for CNN Business Perspectives wrote, Russia and Ukraine combined to produce 6% of all the grains grown globally according to our calculations of United Nations data. But export an outsized 16% of cereals like wheat, corn, oats, and barley, according to the International Trade Center. These grains go into everything from breakfast cereal to bread, pasta, and corn syrup, which sweetens beverages. Further, they provide feed for animal stocks, meaning inflation for proteins like chicken or pork will also continue to rise. Ukraine also produces half of the world's supply of sunflower oil, As such, food producers will need to reformulate to substitute sunflower oils used in certain foods with other oils. And that's quite a bit of loss globally from this conflict in Ukraine. If we go to the Wall Street Journal article, the Latin American country is the largest producer of coffee, soybeans, and sugar, and the most dependent of the world's agricultural superpowers on imported fertilizer. Brazil imports some 85% of its fertilizers, and about a fifth of those imports come from Russia. The Russian Trade Ministry has called for a broad suspension of fertilizer exports, state news agency TASS reported Friday. Brazil depends on fertilizer. It's a sacred question for us, President Bolsonaro told reporters earlier this week, defending his decision to maintain cordial relations with Moscow as Russia attacks Ukraine. Mr. Bolsonaro was one of the last world leaders to visit Russian President Vladimir Putin before the invasion of Ukraine began on February 24th, meeting with him at the Kremlin on February 16th. If Brazil's farmers have to pay significantly more for fertilizer or are unable to produce as many crops, the cost of its agricultural product is likely to climb, driving up world food prices. Ukraine and Russia produce about one third of the world supply, and less food means higher prices on top of already high inflation rates. Groceries are already about 8% more expensive than they were last year. And those expenses are not just hurting consumers, but also food banks like this one in Boston. We used to be able to buy chickens for 80 cents a pound, somewhere in there. Now it's like $1.50 a pound. And so that limits our ability to buy more food and distribute more food to the agencies. The U.S. is producing less wheat than it used to. About 44 million tons were harvested last season, compared to 50 million three years ago. To help avert a potential worsening crisis, President Biden is urging European leaders to end trade limits on shipping food abroad. We are in the process of working out with our European friends what it would be, what it would take to help alleviate the concerns relative to uh, food shortages. So what's really going to happen here is the food coming out of Ukraine, wheat, corn, so on and so forth, that go all across the African continent and all across Western Europe. It feeds an awful lot of people, but it's also the nitrates that are used in fertilizer production that are coming from the gas products that are coming out of Russia. So this is very much one system um, affecting another. So what will happen is, without the fertilizer that's needed to grow these increased crop yields, you'll see a reduction in crop yields, and that will be not only for the items themselves, but that will also be for uh, the feed that goes to livestock feed, such as you know pork, chicken, beef. So you're going to see the prices of meats go up, as well as any other products that are a direct result of uh, the yield, like wheat, corn, and so forth. There are initiatives in the Middle East and uh, Western Africa that are reducing the amount of food going to hungry people to give to the starving, um, and so... What we really want to do is we want to see that people are fed. Um, I I remember more so in my youth that there was um, live aid and uh, kind of an initiative from America that turned into a global movement to feed Africa. And and I just remember I thought it was just such a great thing. Um, And this may be things that we need to do for... In the future, after this conflict, because it's going to, and not just for Africa, but for anybody in the world who is experiencing hunger, uh, we really want to make sure that we feed as many people as we can and and protect the sanctity of life straight across the board from young to old. And ending this conflict in Ukraine and coming to, you know, a a compromise, which neither side is going to like. It may mean that some of the Donbass region is is conceded to Russia. And, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that are, you know, very unhappy with that decision. But if it can de-escalate the war, bring things to more peace so that we can get back on track, getting these products around the world so that we can get fertilizer. Brazil relies on this, and um, Ukraine provides an awful lot of food for nations all over Europe, all over Africa, and we need to get people fed. Um, Emma Simpson on 3 7, bbc Russia also produces enormous amounts of nutrients like potash and phosphate, key ingredients in fertilizers which enable plants and crops to grow. Half of the world's population gets food as a result of fertilizers, and if that's removed from the field for some crops, the yield will drop by 50 percent, and that's a quote from Mr. Halsyther uh, from that article, and I'll have a link in the description below. The long and the short of it is, is that the longer that this conflict drags on, and we have sanctions against Russia, and I'm not saying the sanctions are the bad thing, but the longer these sanctions go on, and the more war there is in Ukraine. The less food we're going to have globally to feed people, we need people to we need to protect life, we need to get people eating um, and sustain life and, and health and happiness so that people can grow and and just do what they do because that diversity of having people uh, and different ideas from all over around the planet that 's what's going to raise us all up. That lifting tide raises all those boats at the same time. We need to find a concession in russia de-escalate and get everyone kind of back on task and what has already transpired in the loss of crop yield because people are not tending to the fields in ukraine is going to have a long-term effect it might take us a year or more or two years to pull out of this and get food supplies back up to people just something to think about i'm your host ed gatens i'll join you next week with some more topics